You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. But rehearsals was a really special time as well because we had the American creatives come over and they obviously were so grateful that they got to be there and be putting up the first Hamilton production since the pandemic shut down. And so it was very emotional for all of us to experience what that was like. We, we finished the first run of Act One and we all just bawled our eyes out. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you're watching on YouTube, hello. You can see our guest as well, Daniel Seta. Hey, Daniel, how are you? Hi. Good, thanks. Really lovely to be here. So nice to have you on the pod. Thank you. For everyone that's listening on whatever, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, blah, 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 welcome to the podcast. Um, thanks to our producers, Broadway Podcast Network. If you want to check them out, you can go to bpn.fm. If you haven't tried out Bill for the Stage yet, you can check out the website, billforthestage.com, or click the link in the description of this episode. If you want to follow Dan on the gram, you can go to D Aceta. I'm saying that right, correct? Aceta? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Good. That's D-A-S-S-E-T-T-A. Um, you also can see that in the description of this episode. You can also see his website. You can go to his YouTube. So if you uh, leave this interview loving Daniel, which I'm sure you will, just check out the description of the episode and you can uh, get to know him even more. So let's get to know you. Let's go. Let's rewind to uh, young Daniel and go to like some boom, 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 pleather pants. Can we, can we <laughs> talk about that? Daniel posted this phenomenal video of him uh, as a young performer dancing in these pleather pants, giving us all the, <laughs> all the sass, all the amazement. He's, uh, he's being a little embarrassing, but it is so fierce. So make sure you check that out. Tell us about who that young Daniel was. Oh, that young little boy. Um, I started dancing when I was like three. Um, I kind of knew from a very young age that it was exactly where I wanted to be, what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and, you know, I, I became obsessed with performing and I, you know, wanted to kind of do everything that I could. I entered all these competitions. Um, I had the most loving and supportive parents. Um, and 
They didn't pressure me at all. It was all me, 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 me that wanted to kind of jump up there and do it. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that, that's basically my passion started from when I was little. And that video is definitely um, a little glimpse into um, the fierceness and how hard I used to go when I was a child. Um, I think I was like 12 or 11 in that video. Um, and that was actually like this big competition called Australian Dance Idol. Um, and it was like a, a national sort of um, competition where they were searching for sort of the best dancers in like three sort of like age categories. Um, and I actually ended up winning my category, which was the junior division. Yes. And um, believe it or not, the prize option for me was to either go to New York, a trip to New York. But back then, obviously, my mom was like, mm, I don't know about just like sending my 12-year-old son to New York. Um, or it was um, $5,000. And so I was just like, I was like, I want to go to New York. I want to go to New York. And my mom was like, you're taking the money. <laughs> Right. And we're putting that in the bank account for something to invest in you for. Exactly. Well, for more <laughs> training. Yes. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So for everyone uh, listening, you can blatantly obviously see it in the title that you clicked on to even listen to this. But I was so excited to talk about the pleather pants that uh, <laughs> Daniel is joining us uh, from Australia. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the nice brightness of Daniel's screen. And then over here, you can see that, oh, there's some mood lighting going on over at Coach Joe's uh, place. And it's 10 p.m. It's here. It's good in the mood lighting, though. Right, right. I got I got my nice uh, ring light here just uh, blinding me and then just a little <laughs> bit of a, a lamp behind. But um, we're going to get into uh, the Hamilton production that's going on in Sydney. But I wanted to know from that video, all joking aside, how early did you start um, proper training? Was it then? Were you already taking dance? Like, yeah, yeah. You, um, had, you had made up your little young mind, like, I'm in this. Like, we're going. Oh, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my, um, the dance school that I grew up um, training at when I was young um, had lots of opportunities and lots of amazing choreographers and teachers come in and, and, and train us. Um, so from a very young age, I was exposed to opportunities that many young people don't get to do. Um, we had choreographers like pull us out of class and like put us behind an artist on So You Think You Can Dance at like 13 years old, um, which is crazy. And I got to dance at like award shows and things like that. And, um, and very early on, probably around that sort of same age as well, um, I got to sort of be in the children's chorus for numerous operas at the Sydney Opera House um, as part of the our um, Australian opera company, Opera Australia. Um, and so as a child, I was already kind of getting a taste of what performing in a professional atmosphere was like. Um, and I knew from what, even just like watching the adults, I remember looking at them and being like, oh, these people actually do this for a job. Like, you know, they, they've grown up now. They're not kids like me. And, yeah. and they're actually doing this as a, as a job that they, you know, are earning a, a living and providing for their family or whatever. But like, this was something that is real and it's, and it's something that can continue past just kind of dancing as a kid. And so, um, 
you know, seeing that inspired me. And then I kind of found my love for musical theater um, when I watched The Lion King, um, the musical when it came to Sydney. Uh, and I um, saw that at a very young age. And I just remember watching the the show and just being in awe of what was going on. And I just was like, this is the world that I want to be a part of. Yeah. Between yourself and, and maybe your peers, uh, growing up in Australia, were, were the, the, the performers that you looked up to mostly from Australia, like these, like Lion King that you said, or, or the opera house, or did you grow up listening to Broadway cast albums? Like how, mm. how is it for a young person in Australia who's interested in theater? Yeah, I think, um, definitely I listened to a lot of cast recordings as a, as a kid. Um, and, and that kind of also fueled my love for theatre. Um, but I think as times kind of, um, I think times are very different now with access to the internet, obviously. Um, but, you know, as I grew up and I started getting into my teenage years, I was, you know, on YouTube watching Broadway performers. Um, I'm obsessed with Jeremy Jordan, low-key. Um <laughs> Um, that was kind of like my like teenage years. I was just like, wow, what a voice. I want to be able to sing like that. I want to be able to perform, you know, to that caliber. Um, and so, you know, people from America and, and in the Broadway community definitely inspire, um, over mm. here in Australia because we also, um, as much as there are bits of um, Australian theater that get created here, um, a lot of you know, the big shows like Hamilton and, you know, Wicked and stuff like that, they um, they get to come to Australia and, you know, the creative teams come here. And so, you know, we know that, that's, that that happens. And so I think we also, like, the minute something comes out in America, we kind of all jump onto it and we're like, what is this? What is it? Um, and, and, like, kind of delve into it because we know that it will probably get here as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so you didn't you didn't get to go to New York when you won the competition. When was your first <laughs> time coming over to New York City? Um, 2014. I was my first show um, as a 19 year old was Wicked. Um, I made my debut with Wicked, um, and we had a break in our touring contract. And so in the middle, I was like, I need to get to New York. I want to see shows um and experience broadway um and so that was my first time and i was yeah i was obsessed <laughs> it was yeah. it was it was a wonderful trip and it really inspired me to kind of work harder and keep reaching towards the things that i really wanted to achieve in my life yeah cool everyone that's listening um really really do encourage you to check out uh daniel's website uh he has his his credits there, but also videos of you of him performing. Um, he just mentioned that he was in the tour of Wicked, but you could also see him uh, singing things from West Side Story, Chorus Line. Um, he played Elder Young in Book of Mormon, and the theaters you might not recognize being from the U.S., but they're top notch. I did my back end research to see what <laughs> it was all about, and so uh, kudos to you, amazing just job in your career so far. Let's get into the next amazing uh, venture that you're a part of, which is Hamilton. 
uh, in Sydney yeah. that opened in March. Uh, we're super excited for you over here. Um, like I said before we recorded, you all are just you know, giving us joy and inspiration and something, a bit of hope uh, as we hang on for hopefully the fall of 2021. What was that like to um, go into rehearsals? Let's go to rehearsals first and just, you know, share with how getting back to rehearsing mm. and preparing for a show was and maybe giving some insight to, um, you know, our Broadway clients and other clients that we have that are about to make that transition soon. Yeah, um, it definitely was a, a big journey. Um, I last year during the pandemic shut down and everything. I obviously was not performing for like a year and a bit, um, and I knew that it that especially especially with what I knew I was going to have to do in Hamilton, um, that I was going to have to get my fitness level and my performance level up to a place where I can begin rehearsals and feel like I can attack this properly. Um, and I sort of went, once I found out that I booked the show, I kind of, um, started to kind of figure out what I needed to do to, to be ready. And, you know, I knew that it was going to be a bit of a challenge because like everyone who has become very comfortable at home, we all kind of ate our feelings. <laughs> um, and also, you know, that's okay as well, you know, like, and, and that's what we had to do. And, um, yeah. and also we were happy. We did what made us happy. And so, um, but I knew that, you know, Hamilton was going to be a big physical challenge, um, especially coming out of, what we just came out of as well. So um, I definitely ramped up the cardio um, to try and um, get myself into gear and ready. Um, the team also um, put together a little bit of a plan for us. Um, they called it the Bulletproof Program. Mm. Um, and it was essentially <laughs> lots of... Yeah, it was great. It was great. It was just like a guide essentially for you know, some stretching things that we should be kind of doing on a daily basis, little exercises, um, you know, getting, getting some yoga in, getting some, um, strength training in, getting some cardio in just so that we're preparing our bodies for, you know, a mammoth show. Um, and, um, rehearsals was still a shock, even though I felt like I was ready, uh, mainly because the content in Hamilton is just so huge. Um, and you're dancing on the revolve and you're jumping and you're lunging and there's just so much going on. Um, yeah. uh, and also vocally as well, you know, just kind of getting your voice back up to singing every day and doing what it needs to do, which is normal for us when we're doing it, but then being out of practice for that whole period of time, it's kind of like a big shock to all systems um, but rehearsals was um, a really special time as well because we had the American creatives come over um, and they obviously um, were so grateful that they got to be there and be putting up the first Hamilton production since the pandemic shutdown. And so it was very emotional for all of us to experience what that was like. Um, we, we finished the first run of act one and we all just bawled our eyes out. It was just, yeah. 
I just can't even ex- I can't even explain what that feeling was like to be in that room and to kind of to kind of um to just feel what that feeling was after all that time and you know they were like there's act 1 of hamilton and you know they were like we haven't seen that be performed in over a year and a half now so like it was incredibly special um and the show is one that makes you feel that anyway as well you know like it it definitely is a special show and so mm-hmm. to do that after the year that's been as well it's just it's a combination of just you know we were all very grateful very grateful mm-hmm. and you know the fact that we could be a beacon of hope for um the american broadway community um it, it was it was um we definitely felt the the weight of it um yeah yeah step into the world of power loyalty and luck I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you wanna get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday I will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary VGW group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So fast forward to, to getting close to opening and opening. What kind of protocols backstage were you having to, to follow under this you know, new guidelines uh, under the pandemic and the audience experience? What was that like to, to open the show? Um, so we were very fortunate. We actually opened, did our first preview to a hundred percent capacity, um, which that is all credit to, you know, our New South Wales government and, you know, all the protocols that were put in place, but also we had frozen open here in Sydney a bit earlier and they, um, they had a, um, they had a lot of um, a decreased capacity at that point. Yeah, so we were very lucky because there were many, many, many things that they put into place, like masks. Everyone in the audience is wearing masks. Um, we're all kind of getting tested on a weekly basis backstage um, to make sure that, you know, we're all safe and doing what we need to do. Um, so there are there are different there are a lot of different little things that are in place, but I mean it's a small price to pay when we get to do a full capacity show of Hamilton. Um, yeah, but uh, it definitely is different, um, and you know we are lucky in that we don't really have any active cases here at the moment, but we're still taking all the protocols because you know things can change rapidly as yeah. well. As far as the protocols go, uh, are most of them just second nature now, or are there some where you're like, "Oh, I got to do this again," you know? Um, I mean the the 
I, I guess like it has become like normal now, you know, like we enter stage door, everyone's got their Hamilton mask that we just kind of put on, um, walk to our dressing rooms and, and all of that kind of stuff. And there's sanitizer everywhere. And, um, we have two zones in the theater. So we've got like zone a, which is, um, the front of house ticketing ushers, um, and all of that. And, and none of those people are allowed to cross into the backstage zone. And so, and that's the same vice versa. So if like dance captains or swings want to see the show, they have to put on all the protective sort of gear, like gloves and the little booties over their shoes and a mask and stuff so that they can take notes. Um, but, um, yeah, they keep both zones very separate so that in case something does break out in the audience, the cast and the crew are completely separate. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> I have, let's see, uh, I, ha- I have a handful of clients in Moulin Rouge and I mm. also have, a, I have a friend that is one of the stage managers there. And for the longest time before the announcement of like, Hey, Corona is in the United States. Uh, the stage manager was sharing with me like, yeah, it's crazy. Every day we got multiple people out. We, everyone's sick, you know, we're just having to make do. And then finally, you know, weeks or a month later, we realized that coronavirus probably had spread through the entire cast of Moulin Rouge without oh, them. Yeah. But a lot of, uh, I can't remember if it, was, if it was their show or another show, it stemmed from an usher. So that's interesting that you're saying that, you know, zones A and B are always separated. Mm. So that's super important. Um, yeah, it definitely is. And I mean, I know that, um, you know, the theatres here in Australia, they're quite big, um, like the the foyer and, and all of that area. Like there's enough space in our, like it's like the Broadway theatres, some of them that I've been into, like where you kind of like walk in and you're there. Um, it's very different here. Like the theatre that we're performing in in Sydney is quite, it's big. The foyer is massive um, and there's lots of like room for a lot of that. But they have been like, bringing um people into the audience in small increments and also like letting each aisle kind of leave the theater one like one aisle at a time just to avoid all of the congestion um they're doing everything they can and you know it's it's um it's really great that that it meant so much to them to think about all of that so that we can do it yeah um one of my last or second to last questions, maybe a tough one. Now that you are in this, you have the perspective of being back to performing and Mm -hmm. can look back to that tough year or however long it was of of not being able to in the pandemic, what would you say to yourself during the pandemic as, you know, Daniel, who's performing now? Essentially, Mm -hmm. I'm asking that for, you know, the listeners out there uh, here in the States who are in that waiting game and don't really, they they can't be in your shoes. So if you can share some insight there, um, that would be amazing. Yeah, I um, I think the the reason why we love to perform and that, that feeling that we get when we do it um, is the thing that I want to tell my year ago self to remember um because um when that feeling comes back that's something that um 
that is the thing that we love and we crave it, especially, you know, if that's what we've, that we're wanting to do our whole lives. And, and I think that that hope of kind of doing that and, and feeling that and, and also my appreciation for every aspect in the show has just like blown into huge proportions because you know, we know how hard everyone works and when everyone gets to do what they want to do again, it's just, it's very emotional. Um, and I think there was, there were times when, you know, I was, you know, a bit dark back there and, um, you know, and, 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 you know, looking, being like, when, when is it going to happen? And even then when we signed the contract and things were kind of looking like they were going to, it's like, well, at any moment it could fold again. And so mm. I think, you know, just being grateful for the little things is, is something that I really treasured. Like, you know, in like, like looking forward to singing something online was like, you know, a step. And then I got to do like a solo cabaret in front of like 30 people um, in a small venue. And that gave me a feeling of like, oh my gosh, I've missed this. And so that those like little things kept me kind of like going and being like, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Like it, I can, I can almost taste it. And then, yeah. you know, then getting into the room and then that feeling of like our first performance staring out to like 2000 people all sitting there next to each other and us just holding hands, bowing at the end of this show was just a feeling that I will never forget. Fabulous. Um, I have a handful of clients in the Hamilton tours uh, throughout oh, yes. the States and um, I went and saw the Broadway show and having, this was before Disney Plus, this was before you could see it unless you actually showed up to the theater. I didn't realize until I went how much the ensemble are the transporters of the piece. They literally yeah. are taking you from one moment to the next and the physicality of it is just uh, impressive, I'll say that. But it's also... Mm, it's so, it's, it's, uh, it tells the piece with no words, if that makes sense. The choreography, yeah. uh, for the ensemble is, uh, it transports you not only from moment to moment and scene to scene, but it also transports you into the actual atmosphere of Hamilton. Um, if yeah. you can metaphorically go with, go with me there. So I, I oh, totally, uh, yeah, I, I, I commend without seeing you perform, I all already am, you know, uh, giving you all praise and props for the <laughs> physical uh, hard work that you do on a, a daily basis. So, um, wish I could hop over the other side of the pond and see it. Um, but yeah, yeah. maybe we'll, we'll meet sometime in, in New York when you, Absolutely, when you come over I here, think. you know, yeah. rent is a lot, rent is a lot cheaper here in New York now. So if you, if you want to <laughs> well, come over to get, <laughs> Sydney is very unaffordable. I tell you that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, so, uh, so appreciative of you spending time with us on uh, the podcast today, Daniel. Um, once again, that was uh, Daniel Aceta. Please check out the uh, description of this episode to get to know Daniel uh, a little bit more. Give him a follow on the gram. Check out his website. Give him some love on his YouTube. And uh, have a great show tonight and best wishes in the rest Thank of your you run of Hamilton. Me. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, everyone. That was Daniel Seto. Uh, This is Bill for the Stage Podcast on the Broadway Podcast Network. 
Thanks again. This is Joe Roscoe. If you want to try that free trial, just head on over to builtforthestage.com. Later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.